0: This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host John Henson, and this week, if you're watching on video, you already know that it's a special episode because we have multiple guests. Uh, we've got Martha and Levi Norton from Norton Pelt, and they're going to talk to us this week about just being able to, I guess, I say no to clients. You know, we talk a lot about um, not being a door lawyer, which you know typically means you know you don't just take every case that walks through the door, and so you know, I I thought that this would pair well, especially with um, talking about how to find your niche that we've talked about before on the show. Um, And so, you know, I think you guys have done really good at this at your firm. And so I'm really glad to have you guys on today.
1: We're glad to be here. Thanks.
0: Awesome. So yeah, before we jump in, you know, what should the world know about both of you and and Norton Pelt?
1: Oh, well, we're married, obviously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we're both
1: lawyers but i think you gave those away at the beginning um our firm has been in business uh, not all that long i mean we've been practicing a long time but our firm hasn't necessarily been in business for a long time about six or seven years um our, we have another law partner his name is jason pelt he's wonderful um he's busy working right now so <laughs> we're here
0: awesome so yeah, so kind of like I mentioned up at the start, you know, our at least in, at Spotlight Branding, you know, we really encourage attorneys to really niche down and specialize, maybe one or two different practice areas. Um, and, and so part of what comes with that, and one element of it, is is being able to say no and and not just take every case that comes through the door. And so, whether it's with a potential client or even an existing client who's maybe coming back for a repeat business opportunity why on earth would you ever say no or, or, and, and not be able to help someone?
2: So I, I think a big piece for us is we always say to each other, stay in your lane. Um, you know, there are areas, we, have, we have identified the areas of practice that we like to practice, that we think we're good at. And you know, it happens half a dozen times a year when a client comes in the door and says, Hey, I want to bring a class action lawsuit, or I've got a Med Mal case, and they're like, you know, no, thanks, you're not, you know, let's let's get you to somebody that, that that's what they do. Um, but I I just think it's important to to I mean, your lane. I think it's important to, to to know what you do and do what you do well. And if you're going to get outside your lane, have it be a a well thought out, reasoned decision that you make with your partners to take on a new area of practice.
0: Yeah. And and I mean, I guess, you know, especially to come to this sort of philosophy, it would have had to have happened multiple times. I mean, how often do you have former clients even coming to you asking if you do things that just aren't really within that practice area?
1: Um, It actually happens a lot. (laughs) Um, I I mean, fortunately, and Spotlight's helped us with this a lot, our clients do tend to come back um, Mm -hmm. over and over again. um, Just props to you guys. I think our newsletter helps on that a lot. Um, But they do come back. And a lot of the reasons they come back is because we have different areas of law. I do family law, some criminal, but mostly family. Levi does trust and estates and like civil litigation. And Jason does mostly criminal defense and some civil litigation. So our clients often come to see one of the other partners in the firm with one of their specialties. But sometimes they come with crazy requests, because, fortunately, because they trust us. And so they want to come to us first. And so we appreciate that. Um, But I would say, I'd say it actually happens a lot. And they appreciate when we say, no, we're like, you know what? We adore you. And when you want to come back for the things we do, that's great. But otherwise let's just find you somebody else we trust.
0: Yeah. And, and I think with you guys specifically, you know, you have three different attorneys and you all kind of practice something different. So it, it you know, it, it, works out a little bit better for you, but I mean, in thinking about like a true solo who maybe just has that one practice area, it is really important to build that expertise in that one area. And, and also, you know, kind of the, the reverse end of that is to work to build those referral referral relationships and, and have that network of other attorneys that you guys can trust. Um, you know, that you can refer business out and then maybe they can refer back to you. Talk for a second, you know, like how did you build that referral network and how do you, you know, how did you kind of select the, the other attorneys that you send business to?
2: We're fortunate to operate in a very collegial bar. Um, and Martha and I were both prosecutors together. And, and what, we, what we experienced in that world is a, what I think surprised us both going into it was how collegial the defense bar was. And as we got out of it and, and got into private practice, we, we kind of took that with us. And, and there's, certainly there are, there are certain lawyers that are not collegial and it, it, is, it is war whether you're in front of the judge or you see each other at dinner. But for the most part, our bar is fairly small um, and it is welcoming. And most of the attorneys that are, that are practicing in this bar have been in front of judges with, with the other attorneys around them, we get along well. So we understand what each other does. Um, in our areas of practice, um, I guess probably mine more so than Martha's, there's, there's less competition. I mean, it's not, um, you know there's not an enormous number of estate planners that do the type of estate planning that we do. Um, and so, when, so we tend to typically get a lot of referrals from attorneys that have high clients that are looking for estate planning because we we, we fill that gap. Um, but it's you know it's the people that we know, it's the people that we've worked with, the people we trust. I mean we refer we refer out cases to attorneys that we would hire if we if we needed, you know, if I needed a land use attorney, I know who I would hire and it's the same person our clients go to. Um, and I think the same, I mean I think the same thing is true for when the when the case comes in, For some reason, it's a case that's in our practice already. We can't think there's a conflict or there's, it's just we don't have the bandwidth for it. I mean, I think, don't you, you, there's still plenty of family law attorneys who learn really well with the UFOR.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And I think the way you build that, uh, you know, your question, how how do you create that? Um, Really, uh, for me, it's when I go to court and I see someone else doing a good job, and I'm like, wow, that person did a really good job. Like, and if I don't know who they are, I might try and figure out who they are. Um, and create that a relationship that
0: way awesome so let's talk about you know that that the way you kind of make that decision about whether or not you take on a case why is it you know personally and professionally why is it really important to be selective about the cases that you decide to take on
1: well I think you hit the nail on the head it has to be personal and professional you're right and if you don't take take those two things into account then you may be sad you took it Um, I would say professionally, uh, when I think about taking a case, I think about my caseload, um, do, is my caseload at such a point that this case coming in, I can still give everybody the attention they need. Family law is high touch, intense area of law. Um, so if it's a client that's coming in that I might generally take, but my caseload is so high, I can't do it. Um, I will refer them to one of those other attorneys, um, so professionally, I want to make sure that I can give all of my clients the attention that they need. Um, personally, I think, uh, you know, you're going to spend a lot of time with that person. So your personalities really need to mesh. Um, I like to to know that this is somebody who um, is at least going to listen to what I have to say. They might not agree with me. I tell my clients all the time, like, I'm never going to lie to you, which means you're not going to like what I say sometimes, um, but I'll never lie to you. And I, so I always want a client that, is at least willing to hear me out if their path they want to take isn't the right path. And I know you're going to know that when you do the consult, you're going to know it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, And, and that was kind of my next question. You know, it's just really like, how long does it take you to kind of figure out like if this is going to be a good working relationship?
2: I mean, I, th- I think you typically have it fir- on the in the personal side and the personality side, you have it figured out in the first 10 or 15 minutes of, of an initial consult. I mean, it's, is this someone that, I mean, in in family law and in the civil litigation side of what I do, we can be involved in a case for years, and you know, you know pretty quickly if this is somebody that that you can sit across the table with for the next few years. I mean, it's you know, you know following up yeah. what Martha said. I mean, that that initial meeting is an interview. I mean, they're they're inter- the client is interviewing you as an attorney. You know, are you the attorney that I want? That I can I trust? That I want to take on my case. And, and as attorneys, I mean, like. You can't forget that you're also interviewing the client and is this a client that i want to work with um but it's i think in the first few minutes you basically got figured out whether this is somebody that you're your butt heads with or not
1: and sometimes your legal staff knows just when they take yes. the phone call yes they yeah. might be like oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah because they, they're true. the
1: front line that so is true.
0: <laughs> yeah so I mean, you know, obviously you don't need to give me like specific numbers, but I mean, like off the top of your head, I mean, what percentage of cases that come in, do you end up kind of referring out for one reason or another, whether it's, you know, not a good personality fit or if it's just not the right practice area?
2: Probably one in 10 consults, you'll say this isn't going to work. I think some of that also has to do with the vast majority of our people that are coming into our door are coming in referred from another client or from another lawyer in town. So there's already been a little pre vetting. Somebody thinks that there's a good fit, um, but
0: yeah, I think you're probably right you Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, I kind of my last question here, you know, because I, it, to me, and it just kind of putting myself, you know, in in, in someone else's shoes, you know, I hear, I, I hear, be selective, but I can understand how someone could at least initially. kind of interpret that as like, well, God, I'm, I'm leaving revenue. I'm literally turning down money. You know, why would I, why would I do that? So, you know, what have you found, you know, what are some of the benefits that you have found that, you know, being more selective has provided for you and your firm?
1: That's a really good question.
0: wow. Um,
1: uh, I'll answer it personally and professionally. Like you were talking about earlier, I would say personally, it's a relief of stress. And these are high stress jobs. They're wonderful jobs. Uh, I love my job, but it is a high stress job. So I would say not taking the client I know not to take is a huge relief of stress. It makes my life better. I'm a wife, obviously I'm a mom. um, And I'm, and I am a law partner in a firm. That's a lot of stuff to do. So I would say, relieve yourself of the stress of that particular client. Um, I'd say professionally, uh, it is amazing how many missteps you're going to take if you take the wrong case. You're just, you're going to, I mean, I can think of a few in my head that I took that I shouldn't have. And you end up in court and maybe you've done the wrong thing and a judge fusses at you or it could be very embarrassing, but you want to do a good job. So I'd say professionally, um, don't take the bad case because you want to do a good job professionally. You want to walk into court or wherever it is and have whoever is in front of you know that they can trust what you're saying. And taking a bad case means maybe they won't.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Levi, do you have something to add? Well, I mean, just to follow up on that, I think some of it also goes to building
2: reputation. Yeah. Um, I, in the early years, took on several cases when older, experienced attorneys in the bar who would call the type of people like when the judge calls, you drop everything you're doing and you take the call would say, hey, Levi, I have this case that I'm on. I've been on it for a little while. I'm retiring and it's, you know, I, I, I need to hand it off. I think this is right up your alley. And of course, you know, my response in the early days was I'm flattered and I'm honored that you would consider it. Of course, I'll take it on. And, and almost without fail, those are the cases that I wanted to stab my eye out about a year later. And, you know, they went on for years. And so it's, and, and after that, now I have, you know, no is, is when the referral comes from those sources, my start is no. And it's convinced me that it's yes. And I and I think, but I think the bar, I think the response to that is they respect that that you're you're not just going to scoop up everything that comes. And I don't know, I mean, I guess our experience is when you when you have integrity, when you when you are willing to say no for a for a for a reason that makes sense, at least to you, that I mean the business comes. I mean it's it it's it's hard to I mean and it's I mean spotlight has been hugely helpful for us as well because we're not just out there you know, by yourselves in an office building that you, know, you have some outreach to the world in social media and, and with the newsletters, but I just, I mean, you know, to not sound like, you know, feel the dream, but I mean, it's like you, it, they come. I mean, they, when it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but when you are confident and see, it say, no, it seems to result in more, you know, closed deals and clients than saying yes to all things.
0: Yeah, it's it sort of works in the opposite way that you might might expect it to, um, and and this is this has been really great. You know, I mean, at least on our side, you know, we talk about you know the importance of of positioning yourself as the expert and, and how you know focusing your content will will attract the right kinds of clients. And, and you guys, I, I'm glad you were able to come on and talk about just your side of it and, and what that looks like on your side and, you know, having all the clients come in um, and then being more selective about it and, and doing more of the work that you want to do. You know, it, it's, it's really what we try to explain is the benefits of, of doing this kind of marketing. And so I really do appreciate uh, you guys coming on. Um, I do have one final question for you, and this is great because I, I think we get, you know, bonus um, now that we have two people on. And so um, the final question is always, if you had one piece of advice to our attorney listeners out there, what would it be? And Martha, we'll start with you.
1: Um, uh, I would say know the rules of evidence, quite honestly. I know that sounds like lame and it should be something bigger and brighter and bolder. But uh, when I first started, a juvenile domestic relations court judge handed me friends on evidence and said, Martha, if you learn this, you'll know more than 90% of the attorneys out there and you'll and you'll do better. And
2: he was totally right. So I would say no the rules of evidence. Awesome. And I think my answer to that is choose your partners as wisely as you choose your spouse. And I don't just say that because I'm married to my <laughs> partner, but you know, we have we have associate attorneys and, and we have a third partner. And it was and and we've all had experiences in other firms, and we are. I love my job and a big piece of, of why I love my job is who I get to work with and it's partners, it's staff. It's, it is so important to be able to trust implicitly and, and get along personally and professionally with the people that you work with that. I mean, I, I really very little else matters in, in terms of, of, of how to make this enjoyable. So
0: Awesome. Well, that's all I've got for uh, for you guys this week. Um, a lot of good insight. I, I really do appreciate this perspective and um, really rounding out just kind of the message that we send out there. You guys being great examples of what that looks like. Um, keep continuing to uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're consuming the show. Uh, and that's going to do it for this week. Martha, Levi, thank you so much for taking some time out this week. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.